One size fits all seemed like a good idea for clothes. Nice dress. Uh, it's a it's a T-shirt. Until you tried it on. Same goes for your health care. That's why United Healthcare offers a variety of flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. So whether you're between jobs, coming off a parent's plan, or even missed open enrollment, you can find the plan that fits you best. Find out more about United Healthcare coverage at uh1.com. That's uh1.com. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot. We charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Opinion Live with PJ Coogan on Courts 96 FM. Oh, such an absolute lasher of a morning out there. It's glorious. It's the kind of Christmas Eve morning that gives you hope, isn't it? Good morning. Happy Christmas Eve to you all, the 24th of December. 1850-715-996, the number. The text to WhatsApp is 083-396-9696. The email is opinion at 96fm.ie. We're open on all fronts, but today is a very, very different opinion line. We're going on our travels. Our travels will bring us to Tunisia. Our travels will bring us to Germany. Our travels will bring us to Middleton. Our travels will hopefully bring us into your home and into your kitchen or into your car or on your headphones for the next three hours because we're going to have some fun on this Christmas Eve. Yeah, look, there's Brexit. Brexit. What's Brexit? Who cares? And we've got all those restrictions coming into place later on today. But for now, it's Christmas Eve, and that's all we care about. I'd like to do something with you over the couple of hours, if you would, and that is this. If there was something in this dull, dark, dreary old year that gave you cause to smile, it doesn't matter what it was. Was it the first daffodil popping through in the middle of the first lockdown that you looked in the garden and said, you know what? The daffodils still came up. Was it something simple that someone did for you that gave you hope, that gave you positivity, that gave you a smile on the dark days of 2020? Tell me what it was. Tell me who did it for you. And we'll, mes- we'll, we'll, we'll mention it over the next couple of hours. But as I said, we've lots of travelling to do. Our first port of call is Melbourne, Australia. To the home, or at least it's where she lives, of our Olympic, world and European athletics queen, the Queen of Cove. I've been speaking with Sonia O'Sullivan. Sonia, good to talk to you. The last time we spoke, you you were just out of quarantine and just home uh, to Melbourne after that interesting adventure. Would you normally come to Cork at Christmas time or what? Um, I have in recent years, yeah. I've I've come over like in the lead up to Christmas and, you know, often get involved in different awards ceremonies, you know, with the Irish Times and the Irish Independent. And, you know, there's all Athletics Ireland. We had a really big event last year I was given the um, Hall of Fame by Athletics Ireland and it happened to be on my birthday you know so we kind of celebrated everything all in one go Um, and you know it's one of those times where I look back on it and I think wow what if that was this year you know and you know you think you know 
there was obviously lots of other things that people had planned this year that, you know, won't be happening now. Um, so, it, you know, it makes you appreciate even more, you know, being able to be at home at Christmas time. And, you know, for me, Christmas time is pretty much the whole of December. Um, you know, particularly when you get the chance to go back to Ireland because, you know, it's just not the same here. I never really get into Christmas here. You kind of do a little bit when the kids are younger, but now, you know, it just kind of passes you by. How long have you been in Australia now? I mean, is it home yet or will it ever be home? No, it will never be home, I'd say. You know, it's it's kind of a, it's a nice place to be. It's a nice place to spend time for sure. Um, but... Yeah, no, I mean, I think, you know, eventually um, I, I will go back to what we did, I suppose, um, when I was running and competing is, you know, spending a good portion of the year in Ireland and then, you know, the, the, some, some time in Australia as well. Um, but, you know, it's, it's one of those things, it's hard to plan it and it just kind of evolves into it and, you know, things change all the time. So I don't really have a fixed job you know my my fixed reason to be here for a long time was um, my daughters Kira and Sophie were going to school here yeah. and now they've both finished and they're both going to college so you know things have changed a bit in the past year but it's been a year where you couldn't really make big decisions to to change much so you know we're just kind of uh, going along with things at the moment and you know I've been very lucky this year I was able to spend a good few months in Ireland throughout the summer and uh, when there was a lot of freedom and, you know, people had great opportunity to go exploring Ireland, you know, when you were, I suppose, confined to the country. And it's, it's similar here now. Even if you wanted to come home, you kind of can't, can you? <laughs> well, you could, you could come home, but you'd have difficulty getting back. And, um, you know, it, it, I suppose it worked out okay the last time coming back and, you know, getting a flight, you know, and not having to wait too long for it and then going through the hotel quarantine. You know, it was a, an experience to do it, but it's not something that you'd like to do over and over again. Yeah, we chatted about that the last time. You know, interesting, there has been a number of people who work uh, a lot overseas and I've heard them on, they talk to a lot of people on the radio here and, you know, people say they've been through the two-week quarantine two or three times and you kind of think, how do you have you know, these weeks to give away. <laughs> yeah, you you want a lot of stamina for that, I would say. Um, I think so. And, and, you know, probably people who can do a lot of their work from inside and online, which a lot of people are doing now, but it does kind of put a bit of a stop on your life and, you know, just doing the normal kind of things that you do day-to-day outside of work and you know being able to get outside and to explore and do things and the advantage you have of course is you're in you're in summertime there and you can get out and and all of that Melbourne had a rough a very rough middle of the year with another harsh lockdown but like it's life normal now um it's pretty normal but like every now and then there's a little bit of a, a glitch and people get on edge um quite easily here like there was something this week now there's some few cases turned up in Sydney Mm. and so a lot of people I I was out with some friends last night and you know some of them had planned to go to Sydney for Christmas and meet family and friends and they have to cancel that Um, and you know people are definitely they were feeling very free but now they're kind of sensing that 
there's a possibility if you do, like when you go state to state here, in some ways it's a bit like going to another country. And because of the, they're so strict here with the regulations, if you got stuck in another state, you'd be forced to go through a hotel quarantine. So a lot of people are a little bit on edge about that. And so I think a lot of people are staying close to home and there'll be a lot of driving around over Christmas this year, I think, for people who want to get away. Your sister, isn't your sister in Brisbane? Will you see her over the Christmas? Um, I won't, no, no. I saw her there when I got out of the quarantine, which was fantastic. Um, but we're, we're hoping to meet up, you know, early next year. And we, we normally do kind of do a trip where we meet somewhere different rather than sometimes we go where she comes to me more than me to her <laughs> it's a I, I don't like the heat as much up there in Brisbane um but um yeah no we'll we'll plan something we were thinking of maybe Tasmania um because I, I was actually down there last weekend there was a a race down there I went to um so that was kind of normal you know going to a race and a lot of the best athletes in Australia were running down there so it was a very competitive event and some fun runners running as well so when you see things like that there's a little bit of light at the end of the tunnel and um, but you do wonder how Australia will cope with this because all these I suppose little breakouts will keep happening mm -hmm. and you know can they really keep this stop start thing going on or will they eventually have to learn how to live with the virus and and then maybe the impact of people being vaccinated as well it may all come together and hopefully you know it's 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 uncertain for for us all we we look at australia and we think you know how well they've done but then talking to you that the reality is it's it's still a bit tough it's still not normal as we'd know normal no i mean like when i go when you go to the shops here now you do have to wear a mask going into the shops um whereas in brisbane they've never had to do that you know so within the one country there's different rules and regulations um and you know the amount of times i get out of the car and have to go back to get my mask is <laughs> oh, oh we can all identify with that sonia and you find it sitting on the ground beside your car you know <laughs> because it was in your lap as you were going between shops. So, so look into Christmas Day itself. Who will you spend the day with? Um, so I'll have, so Nick, um, my husband, he'll be with me. I'll try and rope him into doing a bit of cooking um, or at least uh, choosing what we're going to have. And then, and my oldest daughter, Kira, will come around as well. Um, and that will be it. It'll be just the three of us and, and the two dogs, Winnie and Snowy. So, um, you know, that will be, the start of the day will be heading out for a run or a walk with the dogs and then depending on the weather maybe a swim in the sea would oh be nice. don't make us jealous I'm not sure everyone in Ireland it's a big thing isn't it a Christmas day swim <laughs> like you said you're typical Irish like Christmas is a month for you it's the same for the rest of us here what's it like for the Aussies um, yeah well we're actually on Christmas Eve you know will probably be a bigger event for us we'll go and meet up with some friends and you know have a lunch and stuff like that so in some ways, we might be recovering from that on Christmas Day. <laughs> so it'll be nice to take it easy. Um, but, you know, it's as much as it's Christmas in Australia, it's also summer holiday time. Yeah. So people tend to, you know, be relaxed and a lot of people just meet up and get together. And, um, you know, luckily we are able to do that this year. Um, so that will be, you know, there'll be little things like that popping up all the time. And it's very casual here, you know, things... I suppose, happen at the drop of a hat. You know, you get invited around somewhere or, 
you might just bump into someone and you know then go back to their house afterwards so yeah I mean it's a very outdoorsy type of thing so you don't have to plan to actually go to somebody's house you can just you know meet them and um, go for a walk or do something outdoors enjoy it Sonia and um, hopefully we'll get to see you back in Ireland at some stage in 2021 Oh, I absolutely. I hope so. You know, I really look forward to it. I've seen some amazing images recently. I don't know if you saw them from the Belvelli Castle. Yes. And the as you go over the bridge into Cove, you know, that I think a lot of people who are not able to get home this year are very, very jealous of that. But i um, delighted to, you know, have those images shared around the world and make people feel closer to home and and it's great to see something like that you know to lift the spirits of of everybody at home and it's you know something new and different and and a highlight to to your day i nearly forgot speaking of highlights i nearly forgot this of course this year was 20 years since the silver medal that's right yeah it's uh it was one of those things we kind of had a few little things planned and yeah it um, you know, it kept changing all the time and, you know, I happened to be in Cove when the day came around and we did a little run in aid of the Cove Hospital. So that was, it was really nice, you know, to be able to do that and to have people in Cove join me for a run and listen to their stories and memories of 20 years ago. Because when you're away running in races, you know, around the world, you don't realize the excitement and energy that that creates, you know, back home in Cove. And, you know, it's those things that, you know, really make it special. And you realize, you know, I suppose the, what, what, what I, what I was doing seemed normal and, you know, it was just what I did, but the impact, you know, when you hear those stories 20 years later, is it's really great to hear it and to, I suppose, appreciate, you know, that I was able to do that. Sonia, listen, have a wonderful Christmas and, and a great new year. And we'll talk again, I'm sure, in 2021. OK, I look forward to it. Yeah, have a great Christmas. And, uh, you know, hopefully things will be on the, on the up as soon as we get into 2021. And, you know, lots of people have a lot to look forward to. And hopefully we can get on with things, you know, better, better next year. Thanks that's, very much. That's Sonia Sullivan. And about a half an hour after uh, we did that interview... In the last couple of days, she sent me some wonderful pictures and videos of the stuff she'd seen around her own place in Melbourne. Uh, but as she said herself, Cork will always be home. Cove will always be home. Uh, and we think of Sonia and the family and many, many more people, tens of thousands of people from Ireland around Australia and around New Zealand on this Christmas time. And if you are listening to us overseas, opinion at 96mm.ie is the best way to get a mention. Oh, yeah. Fiona's been busy. Our Fiona's been a busy, busy bee. She's been out and around meeting people and very special Fiona gets festive for Christmas Eve. We've a bunch of them for you over the next couple of hours. In this first one, she has been out and about with the children to find out what they're getting from the man in the red suit. This is it, boys and girls of Cork. Just one more sleep until we find out what Santa brings this year. Santa, of course, is extremely busy getting ready to leave the North Pole, but I managed to grab a quick word with him before he leaves. Now connecting you to the North Pole. Please hold. Oh, hello, Fiona. I asked him if the COVID-19 restrictions will have any impact on his journey. You have nothing to worry about. Nothing will ever stop Santa and the elves from getting to Cork and delivering all the toys. 
toys to all the boys and girls. We come from the North Pole. We're immune to all the viruses and temperatures are so low and it's so cold that COVID-19 cannot survive in the North Pole, which is some very good news. But don't worry, I'll be visiting your home tonight with sanitized hands and a face mask. And communications manager at Cork Airport, Kevin Cullinan, has assured me that the way has been cleared for Santa's arrival in Cork. Well, Santa has been deemed an essential worker, so he won't be subject to any of the COVID-19 travel restrictions when he arrives into Cork on Christmas Eve. He has filed his flight path with air traffic control here at Cork Airport, and his intention is to be flying in over the south coast of Ireland um, approximately midnight. I've been talking to some boys and girls who tell me they've been extra good this year. I helped my dad empty the dishwasher and go and get coal and sticks. I helped my dad a lot um, in the garage because I helped him cut timber. Lots of things, like setting the table, playing with my brother, doing chores for my man. Well, I kind of been helping my granny because my granny passed away recently. I was home with my family. I know, I helped my mum and my brother, like... Fiona, we'll hear more of that uh, throughout the morning. And speaking of young people and little people, the little man that became a big, big star. Thank you, everyone in the world. <laughs> Happy Christmas. We'll hear from Adam and his dad later on this morning. The Opinion Line on Cork's 96FM. With Lehan Motors, leading the way for Toyota hybrids. The place to order your 211 Toyota. See lehanmotors.ie. This is Cork's Gold Imro Award winning talk show. The Opinion Line with PJ Coogan. Text or WhatsApp now. 0833 969696. On Cork's 96FM. Yeah, we've been. Asking as well for you to text a WhatsApp in, you know, just something that gave you a lift this year. Morning, PJ. Happy Christmas to you and all. Thank you for being there through this terrible year and continued success into 2021. Thank you, Liz. But hope going forward, a rose, a beautiful picture someone sent us, uh, Janet in Ballinlock sent us a gorgeous picture of a rose blooming in the garden. Is that blooming in the garden this very day? That's fabulous. We have memories, she said, so we can have roses in December. Happy Christmas to all at 96FM. If there is anything that, uh, you know, brightened up a dreary year for you, with a simple thing, a very, very simple thing, like getting down to the sea for the first time this year and sitting, let's say, for example, sitting for the very first time outside Angela's in Fountainstown. I know that was a massive moment in my year. Sitting outside Angela's for the first time, looking at the sun on the sea and thinking to myself, no virus, nothing can take this this beauty from us. So something like that. Uh, 083 396 96 96. Uh, Finn was a bit pissed off with the thoughts of being out of work from today, but this made me smile. He sent us a brilliant video of a guy dressed up as Santa going along the River Lee on a motorised surfboard. Thank you, Finn, for that and happy Christmas to you. Hi, PJ. Happy Christmas to you and your family. Hope 2021 will be good. I'm out delivering flowers and I'm very busy. Well, try it. travel safely, uh, Shane, and have a good, good day. We continue our special interviews for this very special day, reminding you that the main man himself will be here round about sometime between 10 and 11. 
Adam will be with me with his dad sometime between 10 and 11. But for now, we turn, I guess, to matters spiritual on this spiritual day, today and tomorrow, spiritual days uh, of uh, 2021. And whether you are a person of faith or a person of none, that's quite all right with us. But for those who are, we've been catching up with Bishop Fintan Gavin and Bishop Paul Colton. First, Bishop Gavin. Bishop Gavin, thank you very much for being with us uh, on this uh, Christmas time. It's a time, I think, when people look to their spiritual leaders, Bishop, and specifically at the end of the difficult year that we have had for so many people. Sure, yeah, I suppose that's that's been... Priests and parishes have kind of said the same thing, that, you know, people, I suppose, in many ways, the kind of the challenges we've had in the last number of months have forced us to ask all kinds of questions about our priorities and what's important in life. And I suppose as a bishop and as a church, as, as priests and people involved in parishes, we've been trying to respond, I suppose, with what we would believe, I suppose, is, is what it's all about, you know, in terms of life. And I suppose in many ways, with all the challenges, you've seen the, the, you know, the, the positives are, you know, just brought the best in people, people supporting and helping one another people looking out for one another and all those kind of good news stories we've heard over these months. But it doesn't take away from just, I suppose, the the pain, the hardship, you know, all those who people who maybe were expecting to have family home for Christmas who won't be able to travel now as as those restrictions become even tighter in in the last day or two. And um, I suppose other people who just won't get home and, and the isolation that's there. So you'd be hoping that there's a message of hope that we're offering that message of hope that kind of goes beyond that, that you know the, the fact that christ came into our world you know as a vulnerable child and brought that message of love and hope and that we've been trying to live and that that would help people in some in some way to, to make sense of all of this in terms of mass for example on christmas eve christmas day we talked you and i on this program a few weeks ago about the restrictions with regard to Mass, what is the position with Christmas Day? Yeah, well, I suppose the, the, the good news overall is that it, it has kind of found its own level. So um, most parishes have been able to go ahead with one or two exceptions with Mass on Christmas Eve and Christmas Day by putting on extra Masses. Um, and because we're in a pandemic and because we've lots of vulnerable people, People are being very sensible and some people, you know, will follow mass online and won't be able to come. They normally would. So most people have got their tickets. Parishes have kind of, you know, mobilized systems, whether that's going into a parish office or booking online. There's different systems that worked in different parishes. But the feedback generally from parishes and priests is that it's found its own level. You know, and some people, again, with the numbers rising, are being just a bit cautious. And I can totally understand that. And uh, I'm just saying, listen, for this year, we're going to follow it online and stay at home where we won't be able to get to the church. And for people who would be concerned, I guess, about fulfilling their obligation. Sure. Well, there's no obligation, I think, as I said to you before, PJ, at the moment, because we're in a pandemic and it's not possible. Um, you know, if people can go and would like to go, they're welcome to go. And it's, it's very much part of. But in terms of, a, of an obligation, that obligation has been lifted now for a couple of months, including Christmas because uh, people have to, number one, the numbers just wouldn't allow for everybody to come. And number two, if someone has an underlying health issue or are vulnerable in any way, you know, um, they have to make that decision that, you know, and which is very much respected and supported that they should 
for this time not come into a church to, to stay at home and maybe if they can follow online or on television or, or on the radio. Can I ask how you'll be spending Christmas yourself, Bishop Gavin? Yeah, well, I, I'll be celebrating Masses in the Cathedral. I'm doing a number on Christmas Eve and on Christmas Day. I hope to call to Katrina to me and the Penny Dinners then after that for a little while just to say hello and offer my support there. Usually I go to Vincent de Paul as well. They have a dinner usually on Christmas Day. That won't be happening this year because of the, the restrictions. And then hopefully in the afternoon, my hope would be, and again, all this depends on the restrictions, my hope would be to travel up to, to Dublin to, to visit my parents and and to spend a few days. I, I probably won't stay with my parents because of the the restriction, just because of to, to keep them safe. They're both of, of an age. Now, thankfully, they're in good health. And I, But I will stay in Dublin for a few days, probably, and, uh, you know, get to visit one or two people. But again, with all the restrictions, I'm just trying to be balanced and sensible. And some of it will be more phone calls than actual physical visits, which would be the norm. What advice would you have for people who'd feel particularly lonely at this time, Bishop, who may have lost someone either to COVID or not to COVID to something else um, during 2020? Any words of solace for them on this Christmas Eve? Yeah, I suppose, I mean, my heart goes out to people like that. And there's, there's so many for so many different reasons. Um, Christmas is a time, I suppose, when all the the kind of the, the, the tensions, the fractures, the, the different things when I suppose there's an expectation everything is good and people are happy, that puts even more pressure. So for people who are, you know, bereaved and feeling loss, be it of, of, of a loved one who's died, as you say, from COVID or, or for whatever reason, I just, you know, invite them just to, just to kind of just to, you know, just to, to be aware that there's other people they're supporting and, you know, be it family or friends and that no one is ever fully alone and that God, you know, has come into our world so that we'll never really be alone and that, you know, through him and his message of hope that we're, 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 there, is, there is a hope in that as well. It has been doubly difficult this year, I think, hasn't it, with the restriction on doing a proper funeral as we do sure. in this country? Yeah, no, there's no doubt that there's, you know, so many people have been deprived of what we suppose, something that we do very well in Ireland, the, the whole rituals attached to our funerals, from the funeral itself to the reception of the remains, to the wake and people calling to sympathise. I mean, it's, and all of that really, and, you know, for some people, particularly in those early days, they weren't even really able to go into the hospital. If, if, if their loved one was in, you know, in, in hospital, they couldn't even visit them. So all those things make it that much harder, you know. I suppose there's, you know, it, it's just, it's trying not to allow that, you know, and there's, there's no denying that challenge, that difficulty, that sadness that's there. But we do look forward to happier and brighter days, hopefully in 2021 with a vaccine. And, you know, just, you know, not to to stay with that, sorry, just to, to, to be in touch with family and friends and to talk and, and not to feel ever that you're, you're totally on your own. What has struck me personally on many occasions during the year, both on radio and indeed just out and about when you could get out and about, is the incredible kindness of people. It has gotten us through this year, through the hardest parts of this year. Ordinary, simple kindness. Yeah, I, th- I just, I think I, I've heard examples and experienced examples of that again and again. I suppose it's the, it's the heroic kind of people, ordinary people doing what they would say are ordinary things, but just acts of just kind of good human kindness, reaching out to a neighbour, checking in with them, doing shopping, you know, a lot of the young people writing to people who are in, in, in care homes. Um, I had the opportunity to visit 
um, schools virtually there and, and do a message there about two weeks ago. I've had a huge amount of posts back from children in schools wanting to wish people, you know, who won't have anyone for Christmas and asking me to bring their good wishes to the penny dinners on, on, on Christmas Day. And so does a, I suppose in many ways it, it brings out what's best in human nature and in ourselves. And I mean, it has been one of the, I don't know whether it's too strong a word to say silver lining, but it's been one of the things that has been hopeful, you know, it has just shown that um, that word mehel has been used a lot where the community coming together and supporting one another. And that has been, I suppose, one of the, one of the, the nice things to, to be part of and to observe over these very challenging months. Finally, and I know you're in contact with him from time to time, how is our good friend Bishop John? He's good, really. I met him last last Friday. Um, he's in good spirits, I suppose, if, 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 if we're to be honest. He's a man who likes to be meeting people, and that's not possible at the moment. He's a man who's very good with the bereaved, and he goes to a lot of funeral homes, and that's something that's not possible. So he's missing all of that, and I think he's looking forward to a, you know, a, a brighter 2021. But he's a very sensible man and looks after his health. And I suppose he, he relies on his own, kind of, his own kind of faith life, and I suppose his prayer has become more and more important to him. And he's spending time at that as well. So, but he's in good spirits. All that's left him in, in, in good spirits. And I think looking forward to a, a brighter 2021. Bishop Finton Gavin, thank you very much for today. Thank you, PJ. And just to take this opportunity to welcome to, I suppose, offer my own um, Christmas best wishes and blessings to all your, your listeners and to assure them of my prayers in these days. That's Bishop Finton Gavin, Bishop of Cork and Ross. We'll hear later in the programme from Bishop Paul Colton. Uh, good morning, PJ. Happy Christmas to you and your family and the staff of 96MM. Well done on your coverage of lots of issues during the year, especially COVID-19. Stay safe. That's from Seamus and Angela and the staff of Tire Stop. Thank you, guys. Uh, oh, could you please play a request for Deirdre and the staff of Bandon Road Post Office? So helpful and cheerful in this tough year that was carrying the tradition of 50 years or more from a group of their pensioners. And this one, Merry Christmas from London, PJ. Absolutely love the show. Hope you have a healthy and a happy Christmas. Merry Christmas to my mother in Douglas, my brother in Passage, my brother in Yall, my sister in Ballancolig. That's from Sharon, Alec, Megan and Lily May. And the presents are stuck in Dover. The Opinion Line on Cork's 96FM. With Lehan Motors, leading the way for Toyota hybrids. The place to order your 211 Toyota. See lehanmotors.ie. This is Cork's Gold Imro Award-winning talk show. The Opinion Line with PJ Coogan. Call us now, 1850-715-996. On Cork's 96FM. Well, there's a message just landed in from Valerie Conlon, who's been on with me many times. Just one of the stories we took up and ran with throughout the year, and it's not over yet, and we will continue to run with it into 2021. Good morning. I just want to say a huge thank you for all the support the Opinion Line has given us over the past 259 days. These are the debitums workers. KPMG have agreed they won't go near the shops, so we have two weeks to recharge our batteries and come back fighting in January. So thanks again to yourselves and the people of Cork for your tremendous support from all the picketers in Patrick Street. And Valerie, our best to you and to all the team there. And here's hoping that something 
something will eventually be agreed in 2021. Something that makes all sides happy, but particularly you. 1850-715-996. Is anything bright and anything positive and anything lovely that happened for you during the year, just in the midst of a dark moment, in a day, for example, when we were getting used to being told, stay at home? Was there something that happened that just gave you that little glimmer of hope? The Queen Bee has a robin. Well, she hasn't got a robin. There's a robin visits us. And she is convinced that robin is her late dad saying hello. It's just, she said, there's my dad's robin. And I remember we were just getting a bit peed off with being stuck at home. And... It was looking out of the pouring rain and it was just, God, is this our lives now? Just one of those moments. We've all had them during the year. We've got a big window looking out the back. So looking out at the pouring rain, it was a rotten day. I can't remember when it was. And she looked over, she goes, look, there's Dad's Robin. It'll be all right. Now, only because it's Christmas. Oh, my God, I had the bloody hairdryer on. I missed my request. All right, all right, all right. Merry Christmas from London. They love the show. Happy and a healthy Christmas to all. My mother in Douglas, my brother in Passage, my brother in Yall, my sister in Ballincollig. That's from Sharon and Alec and Megan and Lily May. The presents, unfortunately, are stuck in Dover. Morris has an idea which he wants us to spread and happy to do that. Could people make one quick reach out to their relatives? And if they've got a smartphone or a tablet and they're not entirely sure how to use it, take some time to teach them. Safely, of course, as safely social distance and sanitized as you possibly can. But the, the smartphones and the, and the tablets, they don't replace the real thing, but they have helped to get people through. And they've been great for mental health throughout the course of 2020. So that's good advice from Morris. If you know someone that you'd like maybe to contact today or tomorrow, but you're not sure that they know how to use the smartphone or the tablet, just give them a call and see do they know what to do. That's good advice, Morris, and thank you for it. 1850 uh, Who was back on about the rose? Yeah, Janice in Ballinlock said the picture of the rose blooming in her garden was taken this morning. will be now just after 9 o'clock in the morning sunshine on the 24th of December. A rose is blooming in the corner of Janet's garden. If that doesn't give us hope and joy and promise. I do not know what does. Don't be bugging me now with climate change. All right? There's a rose blooming in her garden. In 2017, my Instagram actually threw out a lovely picture last night of uh, just a snap I took on the South Link Road uh, in December 22nd, 2017, um, where there were roses growing in the central uh, green area there in the um, Kinsale Road and I, I love that, I love to see that I know it's not here so there's a rose in Janet's garden, is there something nice that gives you joy or gave you joy or gave you hope during this difficult year yeah maybe Liverpool winning the league that might have, that might have given you hope I suppose right we're on our travels again and this time we are heading far-flung to a hot and sunny and very, very different place to catch up with Laura Searles, who should be here, but she's not. She's there in Tunisia.
Laura, great to be able to talk to you for Christmas. Christmas in Tunisia, very different, I suspect, from Christmas in Cork. How long is it since you left Cork and what part of Cork are you from? Well, I'm originally from uh, Balancolig and I've left over 20 years ago, finished college and headed off on my trips abroad and um, was supposed to be a couple of months. I wanted to go to Italy and learn Italian and I just never went back. You met an Italian man, didn't you? Uh, I met an Italian man on my way, yeah. Uh, we were married and um, hence the reason for me being here in Tunisia. He works for a multinational company, so he gets reassigned to different locations. Right. And that's why we're here in Tunisia. So, so you've moved around a fair bit then. Where else have you been? Oh, we've been everywhere. We're, we were in Kazakhstan last year, so um, we spent two years there. And we've lived in Nigeria, Congo, Algeria, the Houston, Texas. Um, so we've done a bit of traveling. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Do you get home at Christmas most of the time or is this the first time you won't? It's the first year we won't be home in a very, very long time because we always make it our business to go home. Um, home is where the heart is. And I think as we grow a little bit older, it's always more important for us to go back and spend some time with the family. So this year, unfortunately, uh, we can't get back. Like, is, is Tunisia locked down or how have been things with COVID there? Uh, it was fine till July because they closed our borders pretty quickly back in March. Um, then they opened up in July. But just the last few months, it's, it's rampant here. So we're in curfew. You can't go out from seven o'clock till I think five in the morning. And um, you're not allowed to leave your strict your district, so technically you can't go from one we say like one county to another. So it's been tough. I mean, like everybody else, being at home um, is hard. Uh, I don't see anybody most of the time, so you know it's 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 the price we have to pay, really. And how long has it been like that? Uh, since we got here, we moved in July. We were supposed to come out in March, but the lockdown um, in Europe and everywhere else, they, they, you know, that stalled the process there. So uh, we came out here in July as soon as the flights were up and running. So we've been here almost six months, I'd say. Right. And, and pretty much under curfew for the whole six months. Crikey. Yeah. Yeah. We were out a little bit in the summertime because, you know, they, it wasn't so bad when they opened up the borders. But, um, you know, since September, October, like probably back home and the rest of Europe, the numbers have been increasing. So so what's Christmas like? I don't think they celebrate it in, in Tunisia, really, do they? Uh, not really. I mean, it's a Muslim country. Mind you, the, you know, the Tunisians like to party anywhere. They're very laid back, and I think they like to take advantage of every occasion. So I did see some Christmas trees and lights are up. Um, where we live, it's a very quiet area. So, I mean, I don't really know what's been going on in other parts of the city. Um, there's a huge European influence here because there are lots of French people living here. There are many other expats. So um, I'm sure there'll be some, you know, some Christmas brunches or lunches or dinners going on. But um, for us, it's going to be very quiet. We actually don't know what we're going to do yet. I'd say you've not had any chance to make new friends because of the situation since July, have you? Exactly. And, uh, th you know, that's really hard because we're used to traveling and the first few months anyway are always, you know, about connecting with people and finding your feet. So um, the fact that we've been, well, I've been indoors most of the time. My husband goes to work, um, even though there is a schedule at work, one person can be in the office at a time. Um, but I'm usually the one that's out and about, you know, making friends. Um, I teach English as a second language. I normally 
work and that helps as well to you know meet people and and, and find out about the place and, and and you know make friends so um so far that hasn't happened yeah. and when you come home is home balancolic or is home italy which which do you go no, to no home is balancolic and i'll always say home is balancolic it will always be balancolic always always <laughs> and uh, my husband is from milan and um you know he comes home every christmas as well and he actually gets more excited than i do because he's spoiled rotten they, they fill him with Guinness and Tejas and Crunchies and, you know, he loves the Christmas atmosphere and he thinks, you know, it's the best thing ever. It's much better in Ireland than anywhere else. It's going to be hard on Christmas Day, just the two of you both wishing you could enjoy a normal Christmas and not able to. You know, it is. And I'm on one hand, I'm trying not to think too much about it because I do get a bit sad when I think about it. Um, as I said, you know, we always go home. This year has been particularly challenging as well for my parents. They've been through the wars health-wise. Um, it's been difficult for everybody. You know, I think this pandemic has, has hit everybody. But at the end of the day, your health is your wealth. And you have to, we made that choice, you know, weeks ago that I, we wouldn't go back. And then my husband said, maybe you could go back by yourself. Um, because then there's the quarantine issues. We Before even coming to Tunisia, you have to take a PCR test. You have to be negative before coming into the country. And then you have to quarantine for 14 days when you get here. So, you know, quarantine on the way out and then on the way back, that's like a month of quarantine. Um, it's, it's, it's hard to deal with. Yeah. Um, so, so, so will you talk to the folks at home on the big day? Oh, for sure, for sure, sure. We'll hook up uh, um, Viber or WhatsApp. Uh, I mean, I call home every day anyway, and uh, we'll, we'll, we'll find. It's only another day, you know. We'll, we'll do Christmas another time. The yeah. most important thing is everybody is safe and well. Well, you have an opportunity for them all to hear you now on the programme, so is there anybody in particular back in Ballancolic that you'd like to, to say hello to? Please, yes, I'd love to say hello to my mom and dad and tell them they're the best people in the world. They're two fighters and I'm really, really proud of them. What are their names? Margaret and William Searles. So they're from the north part of the city. They call themselves two Naris, but they've lived in Balancolic for over 35 years. <laughs> and I have uh, my brothers and sisters, so Adrian and family, Frank and family, and especially to Sinead, she's my sister, and my godchild, a very special baby, um, it's her birthday on Christmas Day. She was um, born five years ago. So special Christmas to all of them. All right. And to you, and make the best of it. What's your husband's name? My husband, Alessandro. Or Alex, as we call him back home. <laughs> From all of us to all of you, have the best Christmas you possibly can. Sure. Thank you very much. And the same to you. And may 21 be a better and brighter year for everybody. So thanks for talking to me. Buon Natale. <laughs> Bye-bye. Buon Natale. And uh, so say all of us, may 2021 be a better year for us all. Thank you to Laura Searles from Ballincollig, but stuck in Tunisia for the Christmas. Anthony. By the way, Anthony Pickford, thank you, sir, for dropping loads and loads of chocolates into 96FM. Uh, we like them. Thank you. Uh, he also says he got a, a Christmas card from Dana. From that actual, that actual Dana and from Ali who used to work in 96 and it made his Christmas. Happy Christmas to all. Thanks Anthony. Happy Christmas to you. To Michael and Christine Moriarty. Daily listeners and I often see Michael on my drive in in the morning. I see him making his way up Maryborough Hill. Good morning Michael. Uh, thank you for all the excellent informative shows you've presented in the past year. Looking forward to more in 2021. Myself 
Christi- Anna Christine, wish you and your families a very peaceful, restful and healthy Christmas and New Year. And thank you very much for that kind message, Michael. Uh, I Oh, there's loads of messages coming in now about stuff that, you know, whatever it was, did it make you feel positive? Did it give you a little lift on a dark day during 2020? I'll get to as many of those as I can between now and midday, but we're very packed and we're very busy. Fiona has been out and about meeting the children of Cork to talk about the biggest night of the year. What have you asked Santa for? A surprise, really. It's about seeing my family. Well, we normally have a Christmas dinner, Christmas Eve, but I'd say since COVID we can't really, so we're probably just going to like have some of our family over because um, we normally have it at our grannies, but we can't really because of COVID. So we're probably just going to have it at our house. Would her mum have cooked the dinner with a broken arm? I hope not, because the last time she did, she and let the cat eat the turkey. Some Legos, clothes, and then the rest are just surprises. And what's your favourite thing about Christmas? Uh, spending time with your family and decorating the tree, and sometimes I help my sister off um, by putting up the star. We were going to have a Christmas dinner, but only with like one of our cousins since of COVID. We're having like a small heart and my mom bought a turkey but so did my nana the same so we're gonna have like one at one dinner and then we're just gonna have the other for a normal dinner. You'd be sick of turkey by the end of Christmas. Yeah. Have you been on the naughty or nice? I say nice. Well I kind of did helping my granny because my granddad passed away recently. It would be very different without him. Yeah um, my two like sets of grandparents they would come over and they'd all like sit around to dinner and we'd probably play cards like over midnight. <laughs> Yeah, sometimes even at, at 2 a.m. <laughs> ah, lovely. The turkey stories in that reminds me of one that happened to me many, many years ago. I was off on Christmas Eve and we were at home and the turkey was in the sink in the kitchen, as, as happens, thawing and draining and all that ready for the big day. And I went up to do something. I think myself and my dad, got to go to him, were fixing a wardrobe. Or something. It was Christmas Eve, like still fixing the war. Anyway, came downstairs and looked in along the hall into the kitchen, and what greeted me only a black arse, a black tail, and two black legs sticking out of the turkey. The cat had gotten into it. Now, getting a turkey at twelve o'clock on Christmas Eve—that's a bit of fun. I may tell you now. 1850 Kate has two roses in the garden. One in the front she calls Tom and Muriel in the back, named after her parents. Tom is blooming. There's quite a few roses bloom in December. There's a song about that, isn't it? Roses bloom in December. Yeah. Happy Christmas to all at 96 and the same to you, Kate. The Opinion Line on Cork's 96FM. With Lehan Motors, leading the way for Toyota hybrids. The place to order your 211 Toyota. See lehanmotors.ie. The Opinion Line with PJ Coogan on Cork's 96FM. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Christmas Eve, so we'll ditch the usual backing music and we'll play something Christmassy. Good morning again into the second hour of our Christmas Eve special on the Opinion Line on Cork's 96FM. This hour we will be travelling again and we will get more spiritual guidance this time from uh, Bishop Paul Coulton and a special piece of music commissioned for today's show, uh, specially put together as a tribute and to remember all of the artists and entertainers and musicians from around Cork City and County who've had a terrible year 
uh, it decided to ask uh, Roy Buckley to do something for us and he did that during the week uh, Sarah says best thing in 2020 we had our second child a beautiful baby boy Robbie on the 2nd of April keeping us all full of joy and very very busy happy I'm sure happy Christmas to all says Sarah D we had Dion last week talking about her special guide dog she sent us a lovely picture of the two dogs at home and what looks like an activity scene she says thank you all my dogs are minding baby Jesus can't wait to add him to the crib tomorrow glad Bishop Buckley's in good health media on the the madra on the left brought fun back into my home wishing you all a relaxed and stress free Christmas from D thank you D and yes our animals and I know this as uh, someone who shares my house with four animals well six if you include the fish but there's two cats and two dogs and they have the sheer laughter and fun and devilment that they do all the time got us through some of the darkest days of the last nine or ten months ah that lovely lovely man one of my favourite people in Cork Finbar Archer the Lord Mayor's driver he called in to wish Christmas greetings to the team and to say thanks for the excellent coverage during the year and Finbar please convey my very best wishes to your to your wife and I know wish her well I know it's been a rough year for you too and uh, thank you for everything that you do for our Lord Mayor and our first citizen Marion's listening in Abu Dhabi Abu Dhabi can I say that's a bit further than Ahabulluk can I say a big hello and happy Christmas to the Briarleys and the McGraths in Cove especially my four nephews Audrin Dara Michael and Jacob right we've loads more of those greetings to get through but one in particular that I'm delighted to have on the show and he's a young man that shot to fame in the space of about three and a half minutes and the last Friday in November we'd heard of him we knew he was out there we'd spoken to his mom on this program uh, a couple of years ago when he'd grown a bit too big for his wheelchair and they're trying to get him a new one and uh, his mom came on the show and we chatted about that and he got the new wheelchair into the it's wonderful to say the family credited us with having played a role in that which that's up to them um, but we're glad we were able to do it but he turned up on the Late Late Show on the Toy Show and he was back on it again the week after I mean how many young people managed how many anyone does manage to do that you're on one Late Late Show and you're on it again the week after of whom do I speak but the one and only Adam King Adam you were the star of the Toy Show What's your favourite memory of it? Well, well, I've actually got two of two. Yeah. One was, the first one was when John Doyle came out to the peak and the other one was when I launched Brian into space. Yes, yes. (laughs) Tell me about John Doyle. He's the porter in the Dublin hospital called Temple Street and he gives me loads of toys. Does he? Yeah. Tell me about... Space. How did you get interested in space? Because my brother Danny loved space and he got me interested into it. Right. Did he show you space programs or space toys? Well, he just kept talking about it and then I was thinking that space was really cool. Really? And, and you want to be an astronaut when you grow up, do you? Yeah, but I can't. And, and what would you like to be instead? Captain of Ground Control and NASA. Oh, communications controller in NASA, and and where do you where would you like to go in space? Well, if I was an astronaut, I'd like to walk on the moon. You were talking to 
Commander Hadfield, he got in touch with you. Was that a big surprise? Yeah. I was talking to him on the late, late. So, but not the toy show one, but on the late, late one. And I, and I was also talking to him yesterday. Were you talking to him this week, you were? Yeah. He contacted you again? Yeah. You and I also got a message from him. Fantastic. What did he say? Well, I can't remember what he said on the message, but on the Zoom call that I did with him yesterday, he he showed us as his 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 pug called Albert. <laughs> he has a pug. Yeah. Yeah. David, a little superstar. Were you surprised at the reaction to him on the toy show? Um. Yes, in short, yes. It, it, I don't think my wife Fiona and I could could ever have prepared for the type of reaction that that we received from everybody from all over Ireland, obviously, but I, I mean across the world as well. I mean, it's it's just been the word I keep on the back is overwhelming. I mean, we, we just we just can't um, comprehend the the outpouring of love and support for for Adam. You know, I mean, I, I think everybody has gotten a lift from uh just the, the the kindness of him and the innocence and and it's uh it's and it's it's really given us a lift as a family as well and i think it'll t- take some time for us to really come to terms with how special this time in our lives has been you know yeah the way that the nasa and and chris hadfield and the european space agency all got involved i'd say you had no expectation that that was going to happen not a bit, not a bit, not at all. It's it's uh, it's unbelievable. I mean, how many times in in a day or in your life do you get a, a tweet from NASA? You know, um, one of the most advanced agencies in, on this planet, and um, yeah, and, and Chris himself, Chris Hadfield is just just a fantastic human being. I mean, I, I, I spoke mean, to him before on the opinion. He's such a lovely, lovely man. A lovely man, and as, as Adam alluded to there, like I mean, he actually. Um, he, you know, obviously we spoke to him on the Late Late Show and all that kind of stuff, but he actually arranged a little private uh, Zoom call with the whole family um, there just the other day because, you know, he, he was very conscious of the fact that we have a large family and he didn't get a full chance to talk to everybody. So it was just a really nice, intimate, no cameras, no, no media, that kind of thing, just a chat with a friend. And uh, for, for all of us, like including my wife and I, I think, I think we'll remember it forever, yeah, you know. It was, it it's was lovely. lovely. It's the little virtual hug that he that Adam that you brought out on the Late Late Show Adam and showed to Ryan Dave that that's just gone viral it has it's 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 really uh, as I said it's, it's really tapped into something in people and it's um, it's it's uh, I, th- I think it's kind of become a symbol um, for people of, of well, it's already uh, on an unpost stamp that's right it's 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 uh, it's unposted and fantastic I mean the, the support from them is just unbelievable we're very grateful for it and uh I, I really think it's something. It's just something that people have connected with, you know, and and, and that's really good. And you know, I have, I have to give full credit to my wife because it was it was it was Mammy that worked on the hug with you, wasn't it, Adam? Yeah. Yeah, it was Mammy that worked on the hug with him, and uh, you know, it it was it, it was just one of those pure, lovely things, like a, a nice gesture um, for his his teacher because they they couldn't connect during the shutdown. And, yeah. And uh, then, as as he said, he brings us to the hospital because, like you know, throughout the, the COVID pandemic, like Adam has had frequent hospital appointments, so he's just continued to use the hug uh, yeah. to show people how much he cares about them. And I, I suppose, look, we we feel it's done so much good, and we do have plans, hopefully now um, in twenty twenty one, to to uh, continue to spread the hug further and wider, wider. And uh, 
and to do some more good with it, you know, because there, there's there's many um, groups and charities and so on that have been very good to our family, you know, and we, we want to be able to give some, give uh, a bit yeah. of the love back, you know, with, with, the, with the hook. You, you're, you have a book, is it out or just about to come out? Oh no, the book has been out for a bit. Yeah, it's it's a uh, it's a book about about Adam, isn't it, Ad? Yeah. Yeah. Do you want to tell uh, PJ the name of the book? Yeah. What's it called, Adam? What really adventures with a difference? <laughs> what really adventures with a difference? That's it. it. So it's about it's about Adam and, and it's about all of the different adventures that he goes on and uh, in, in and uh, I suppose the different aspects of his life that maybe people some might see every day, but others that they mightn't see. So like the different appointments he goes for to hospital or to physio and and, orth, and uh, orthopedics and occupational therapy and you know going about in his wheelchair. And things like that, but it's it's also then showing uh, how that looks through the lens of the child's imagination. And really, I, I mean, the main reason I wrote it was to to inspire Adam to be proud of himself and to see himself in the stories that that, that he grows up with. Because you know, one of the things, and I'm not trying to be overly critical, but like we've lots of children, and you know, we've we've a, a truckload of storybooks in our house, and um, we wanted to have stories uh, that that our children were growing up with that represented. Um, the likes of say Adam and uh, the, the, the way the way he is and things like that and there weren't many out there so so we put our heads together and we wrote one didn't we? Yeah. 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 Dad's written a book about you and you've got a stamp and you've got all sorts of things going on for a six-year-old who wants to be a, a, a communications commander. You're a very special young man. Do you know that? What do you say? Thank you. What's that? What center? <laughs> He bring me a Nerf gun, a Nerf bulletproof vest, a pack of Nerf bullets plus a stride, and Nerf stuffs for safety. Oh, Nerf. Oh, I'd be ducking <laughs> in the morning, so Dad, if I were you, mm. there'd be Nerfs everywhere. Yeah, and, uh, and we're very excited. We, we've, had some, we've had some lovely uh, days out since, um, since all of this has happened. Do you want to tell, tell PJ about the, when we went to the, to the National Space Centre? Wow. Uh, when I went there, I got something that was from a satellite dish, and it was called a switch. Wow! Wow! Such a big adventure. We we went to um, Elfordstown. It's um, it's uh, Elfordstown Earth Station. It's it's outside Middleton. It's yes, the National Space Center. And uh, and uh, we were, uh, Adam was uh, shooting a bit of footage for a, a lovely little documentary that's going to be airing tonight. Just a short little documentary on RT One at eight PM. And I think it's on Christmas Day as well. It's it's called the Cork Nativity. Yes. And uh, I won't give any way, away any more than that, other than to say. There's a nice space thread to it, and keeping with the boy in question, and it's uh, it's just it's just lovely. The setting is lovely. That the whole thing went off lovely, and uh, I would just like to use the chance to thank Rory from uh, Elfordstown, um, the CEO, um, because they gave us just the most fantastic exclusive tour of the facilities. It's a fabulous and, place, isn't it? Oh my gosh! And 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 also Derek and all the team at Bo Media who who shot the footage. They were, I mean, you really enjoyed it, Adam, didn't you? Yeah. Doing the little bit for that, didn't you? You might be the communications commander down there someday. And I'm going to say before we go, a very happy Christmas to you and everybody else in the family. Happy Christmas to you. Thank you, PJ. And, and if we could just take the opportunity to just to say on behalf of myself and Adam, but also the entire family, Danny, Katie, Robert, um, Sarah and Fiona, just to, thanks to all your listeners and to all our family and friends from Cork and beyond, because um, I mean, the, the outpouring of love and support and, and, um, you know, the messages, the, the texts, the emails, the tweets, the, all of the posts on Instagram, everything. There's been so many of them. So uh, sorry if we haven't got back to some people, but we just did want to say 
um, that we, we've we seen all of them. We appreciate all of them. We appreciate everyone for their well wishes. And Adam, would you like to say thanks to everyone? Thank you, everyone <laughs> in the world. <laughs> You're reaching for the stars, young man. Take care, guys, and happy Christmas. Happy Christmas. Yeah. We've got a picture of him up on our Twitter. Um, a beautiful little smile. He's there in his Christmas jumper. He is the superstar of superstars this year and reaching for the stars, as I said. Adam King and his dad, David. Um, what a what a year for, what a few weeks for that wonderful, beautiful little young man. 1850-715-996. Loads of people really, really enjoying that. Who said, Sandra, so we're all bawling in the car listening to him. Such an absolute sweetheart and how wonderful that uh, Chris Hadfield is still in contact with him privately. Happy Christmas to Adam and all the family. Even the Cork Koi Poo says he could listen to Adam talking all day long. Listen, don't say that because eventually he'll end up presenting the programme and I'll be sacked. 1850-715-996. Right, so now that we know Santa can actually leave the North Pole and travel in safety tonight, all COVID compliant and all of that and in absolutely no danger... Fiona has been finding out some more. You better watch out. You better not cry. You better not pout. So now that we know that Santa has been given the all clear to travel, what final preparations does he need to do before leaving the North Pole? I collect my lovely red suit from the dry cleaners. We must check the sleigh is in perfect working order. I have to check I have all the toys. Very, very important. And then we're ready to head to Cork. And with all the boys and girls going the extra mile to be on the nice list this year, what are they hoping to find under the Christmas tree tomorrow morning? TV and a few games. Just like games and toys and stuff. Some clothes, some uh, new shoes. A slitter, Hurley and helmet and all that. He's going to bring me a few Lego sets and like um, arts and crafts and stuff. I'm getting a game, a bike and a Black Panther club. I'm getting a hoverboard and a stretchy guy. We all know that Santa loves a little treat to help him along the way. So I asked him what he'd like to find when he comes down the chimney tonight. The things that I would like left out for me, I'm on a little bit of a diet this year, so no fizzy drinks. I'll just have a little water, maybe a cup of Barry's tea. What about the elves? No pressure, but if you have a spare can of Murphy's, leave it out for me, will I? Oh, as predicted. And if you can leave out a little carrot for the reindeer, that would be fantastic. You better watch out. You better not cry. You better not pop, I'm telling you why Santa Claus is coming I'm in the big fat man with the long white beard <laughs> Those incorrigible little rapscallions The elves, 1850-715-996 Hi Finn, Finn the postman Happy Christmas to all at 96 Been off the radar a while Because there have been so many deliveries Here's to 2021 And indeed, a mention is worth it For our uh, postal workers Who have been out there on the front line since day one When the shops were closed And we couldn't go and buy We ordered online And the post workers have delivered and they've continued to do it day in, day out, week in, week out. And thank you to them and everyone in the postal system from top to bottom. And the couriers and the courier van drivers and all of those. Thank you for everything you've done for us this year. 
How would you like to look five years younger? In a clinical study, people that had volume added with Juvederm Voluma XC in the cheeks perceived themselves as looking five years younger at six months after treatment. Look younger, feel like you. Add volume for lift and contour in the cheeks with Juvederm Voluma XC. Reverse signs of aging by adding volume to smooth laugh lines with Juvederm Volure XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. The Opinion Line on Cork's 96FM. With Lehan Motors, leading the way for Toyota hybrids. The place to order your 211 Toyota. See motors.ie. This is Cork's Gold Imro Award-winning talk show, The Opinion Line, with PJ Coogan. Call us now, 1850-715-996. On Cork's 96FM. Now, traditionally, live music would be part of our final show of the year, be it Christmas Eve or be it the day before Christmas Eve or whenever we finish up The Opinion Line for the years and on other years we've been able to do it from the uh, studio at Glow and we've had live music in here in Studio One but of course none of that is possible this year and I wanted to do something today that would mark and pay tribute and and just say that we are thinking of all of the musicians the artists, the singers, the songwriters and the entertainers who have uh, been dealt a terrible blow through COVID-19 and so many of them have worked so hard uh, to get themselves online doing online gigs and set up little PayPal's for themselves so that we could appreciate their work by throwing them a couple of quid here and there and they've they've given us entertainment at a time when, when COVID was trying to take it away and I wanted to thank them um, by commissioning a recording for today so I got on to my good friend Roy Buckley uh, Roy of course nominated this year for two Grammy Awards for his song The Old Man on Patrick Street. He's got a new single out at the end of January called Devil Rose. But I asked him to do a song for us, a Christmas song that he's done regularly for me on the programme at Christmas time. So he went into Kitten Lane, 
uh, the lovely recording studio up there off Barrick Street. Fine, big, socially distanced recording studio. And with the help of Aidan O'Mahony and Keith Clancy, he put together a special recording for us. So this is our way of saying to all of the artists, may there be a much better 2021. And thank you for everything you've done to keep giving us entertainment during 2020. Christmas Eve, babe In the drunk time An old man said to me I won't see another one And then he sang a song The rare old mountain dew I had torn my face away Dreamed about you Got on a lucky one Came in eighteen to one I've got a feeling This year's for me and you So happy Christmas I love you I can see a better time when all our dreams come true. They've got cars, biggest bars, they got rivers of gold. But the wind goes right through you, it's no place for the old. When you first took my hand on a cold Christmas Eve. You promised me Broadway was waiting for me You were handsome, you were pretty Queen of New York City When the band finished playing The crowd howled for more Sinatra was swinging All the drunks they were singing When we kissed on the corner And danced through the night And the boys of the NYPD choir were singing Galway Bay And the bells were ringing out for Christmas Day You're a bum, you're a punk You're all slut on junk Lying there almost dead on a drip in the bed You scumbag, you maggot You cheap, lousy faggot Happy Christmas, you're ours I pray God it's our last And the boys of the NYPD choir Still singing Galway Bay And the bells were ringing out For Christmas Day La 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 Someone Well so could anyone You took my dreams from me 
when I first found you. I took 'em with me, babe. I put them with my own. Can't make it all alone. I've built my dreams all around you. And the boys of the NYPD choir still singing Galway Bay. And the bells were ringing out for Christmas Day. La 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 Recorded with uh, COVID restrictions in mind at Kitten Lane Studio, uh, engineered by Aidan O'Mahony and Keith Clancy and recorded by the great Roy Buckley, specially for the Christmas uh, Eve opinion line. That's fairy tale of New York. And thank you. And that, as I said, is for all of the artists. And here's hoping that in 2021, not only do you guys get back out there performing, but that some of you can come in here and perform for us. The Opinion Line on Cork's 96FM With Lehan Motors Leading the way for Toyota hybrids The place to order your 211 Toyota See lehanmotors.ie This is Cork's Gold Imro Award winning talk show The Opinion Line with PJ Coogan Text or WhatsApp now 0833969696 On Cork's 96FM uh, much better than John Bo- John Bon Jovi says um, Kieran and Ballinlock of Roy Buckley. Thank you. Happy Christmas to all at ninety six FM. Little Miss Ray of Sunshine. We've been asking people: Was there something that dragged you through the dark times uh, of twenty twenty? And God knows there's been more this time this year than there has been in, in most. We're not focusing on them today at all, but we do want to talk about you know if there's something that got you through something simple, and the simpler the thing it is, like someone. I remember talking to somebody not long ago, a little fox kind of adopted them during the year. And lots of people have been adopted by foxes during the year because when things were really quiet in the first lockdown in springtime, uh, the weather suited them and the time of year suited them. So the foxes came out into the quiet roads and into the quiet areas and they made friends with some families and people started feeding them. And uh, and, and that's that has continued. That was clean. Uh, yeah, cleaner. Kleena was on to us about her particular fox, but there were others. There were others as well. Little Miss Ray of Sunshine, you didn't tell us who this person is, by the way. I've generally kept my spirits up and my mind occupied with jigsaw puzzles, walks and sewing. Sewing? But I'm not kidding here. The return of my favourite wrestler made me super happy and it's given me great joy since September. You don't tell us who that wrestler is. And we probably know them. We have one major wrestling fan in the building, I believe actually that um, I believe that Ross Brown actually did a bit of wrestling himself back in the day. I'm not joking; I think he did. Eighteen fifty seven one five nine nine six. Speaking of people in the building, a man just put his head in the studio door, uh, and he'll be joining me in about an hour's time because he is doing his final show on Cork's ninety six of him after twenty eight 
years. He's moving only up the road to C103 in the new year. But he and I have been following him or each other around the radio dial for many a long year. So Ken Tobin will join me for a little chat before he does his final show. And that's in about an hour's time. First of all, though, we spoke to earlier with uh, Bishop Fenton Gavin. And it's time now to listen to the thoughts of the Bishop of Cor- the Church of Ireland Bishop of Cork, Cloyne and Ross, Bishop Paul Colton. Bishop Paul, thank you very much for joining us. At all, and happy Christmas to you, PJ, and, and to, to you. all your listeners, and to, to everybody there at 96 FM. It's a very different Christmas Eve, Bishop, than the way you personally would normally spend it. Yes, I mean, Christmas is different for everyone this year. As somebody said to me, we're all in a heap, it's messy. But I think uh, what I keep saying to people, even though it is a mess for a lot of people, you know, the Christmas message is still the same. It's still Christmas. And it's very true to say that that first Christmas was a mess. You know, it's maybe simplistic, but it's a simple message. There was no room at the inn, and it was messy out the back with the animals where the baby was born. Yeah, and there is a comparison to be made that, like you said, that that Christmas was a mess, a bit chaotic, but I suppose the, the spiritual message we take is they all came through in the end. Yeah, and they all have faced uncertainty. I'll be preaching tomorrow in St. Finbar's Cathedral, and that's one of the things I'm saying. You know, the, the shepherds didn't know what was going on. The wise men didn't know where they were going. Mary didn't know what was going on in her life. Neither did Joseph. And after it all, they ended up as refugees in Egypt. You know, so there's a lot in the Christmas story for us in this particular year that, as you say, is so different. I mean, normally St. Finbar's would be packed this afternoon for the carols. Today it will be empty. Yeah. And maybe I might just take the chance to say to people, you know, don't just show up at churches this uh, this year because, uh, you know, arrangements are different all over the place. So you need to check locally with what's going on, yeah. you know. I've been talking to your opposite number, Bishop Gavin, and, and he was going through the details with regard to masses and services for, for Christmas. What, what are the uh, arrangements in the Church of Ireland? Well, what we're saying to people, above all else, is you mustn't come if you're not feeling well, if you've been in touch with somebody who hasn't quarantined. We're saying to people, you know, there's no obligation to come. Uh, Yes, the government has said we can have services, but don't feel you must come. You have to feel comfortable yourself. And the arrangements are, of course, that because of social distancing, in a way, the numbers are restricted. So even a massive place like St. Finbar's Cathedral can, with social distancing, only hold 50. We'd normally have 400 in it on Christmas Day. So it's very important not to just show up. It's very important to check on our website, to check locally. Mm. And above all else, if you're not comfortable coming, there's no obligation on anyone. Have you services online, Bishop Paul? Yes, we've loads of things online. And uh, we've been promoting those through Facebook, through through, uh, Twitter, through Instagram. Uh, We have a whole listing of them on our diocesan website. And, uh, you know, there's every possibility. We've, I've recorded special messages like Billy or myself this year. And, you know, because of the year that's in it, people have gone the extra mile, you know, and, uh, and thinking of, of new ways of doing things. You know, there have been drive-in carol services and carols on big screens on Patrick Street and all sorts of things. We talk about Christmas as, if you like, a time for children. It's a time for families, but a time for children in particular. In your Christmas message, Bishop Colton, you have been particularly generous in your praise of children and young people. 
Yeah, that's a message. I, I've issued quite a few messages of late to encourage people. And, you know, I wouldn't ordinarily list, uh, issue a lot of messages, but one I issued yesterday was in relation to schools as, as the term came to an end. And to say that, you know, children and young people have had a lot to put up with and they've fallen into line in schools. And they, because they've done that, you know, schools have worked along with, uh, you know, we, we know that, that the government has a priority of keeping schools open. And that has happened because the young people have made it work, the children have made it work, the teachers, the staff, everybody in schools, they've made it work. Bizarre as it is with all these bubbles and social distancing and, and everything. I mean, it's not a normal environment. And I, I, I plead with people, let's stop talking about the new normal. May these things never be normal to us, you know, and I long for the day when we can uh, when we can get back to uh, to some sort of uh, uh, level humanity in it all. But we've got to live with it for the moment and stay safe and, and uh, keep protecting one another. But the children and young people have been very good. The teachers have been very good. They're frontline workers in the schools, staff, SNAs, secretaries, cleaners, you know, um, and that's before we even start mentioning our praise for healthcare workers. Yes, I, I tried at one point during the year, Bishop, to do a list of all the people working on the front line. I put two days' work into it, and I ended up getting three days' trouble apologising to people I've left out. So you can't really do a full you can't. list. I mean, for instance, I, to me, a hero are, are people who've been doing deliveries and the lorry drivers, you know, keeping the supply chain going. There's so many heroes out there, you know, and, and uh, you know, in all sorts of hidden and quiet ways. And it's the, it's the proverbial list that as soon as you start to list, you begin to leave people out. Mm-hmm. You mentioned doing a lot of messages and you were quite active yourself on, on social media throughout the, the course of the year, particularly with your daily prayers. But for a while, you were kind of confined to it because you were confined to barracks with a nasty injury. How are you doing? I'm doing much better now, thanks. Yes, I broke a shoulder and had a shoulder replaced. Thanks again to the medics who looked after me. Uh, but it does mean, it did mean that, you know, for six weeks on the trot, I was day and night uh, pinned to the one uh, armchair day and night and do you know one of the things I found great solace in was is in praying during that not just for myself but actually visualising the diocese and the county and going around it and thinking of people in their situations and uh, you know there's always something to do no matter uh, how you find yourself in a fix you know there's always something uh, to to do for other people even if you are pinned to an armchair Mm. Bishop, I leave you with best wishes to you and your family. Likewise, many happy returns to everyone. God bless. That's uh, Bishop Paul Colton, uh, Church of Ireland, Bishop of Cork, Cloyne and Ross. 1850-715-996, we mentioned children and how the focus is on children at this time of year, and, and only rightly so. And Fiona has been meeting some more of them. Are you on the nice list? I don't know. Have you done anything good to be on the nice list? Yes. What have you been doing? <laughs> Playing with my brother. So what have you asked Santa for? Um, a baby doll and some bobbies. What's your favourite thing about Christmas? I just normally play with my toys. We have Christmas dinner. What's your favourite thing about the dinner? The ham. Nicest. Uh, playing with my sister. Oh, very good, very good. And what did you ask Santa for? Lego and football stuff. And what is it about Lego you like? Star Wars Lego. And Santa, what's your favourite thing about Christmas? Uh, seeing all your family and friends. I like playing with them, with our new toys and stuff. 
husband. What about the dinner? Do you like the dinner? Yeah. What's your favourite thing? Uh, the ham. It's the granddad's ham. I'm going to be kind to all my friends and family. Doing chores for my mum. Chores for your mum. Good boy. And what have you asked Santa for? Um, a walking dog. And what's your favourite thing about Christmas? Um, going to the church. Um, um, wonders music. And do you like sitting around having dinner on Christmas Day? Yes. What's your favourite thing to eat? Um, everything. You on the nice list? No! <laughs> You're not on the nice list. Well, Santa won't bring anything. Okay, fine. <laughs> and what's your favourite thing about Christmas? Just Santa's a present. <laughs> yeah. The Opinion Line on Cork's 96FM. With Lehan Motors, leading the way for Toyota hybrids. The place to order your 211 Toyota. See lehanmotors.ie. This is Cork's Gold Imro Award winning talk show. The Opinion Line with PJ Coogan. Call us now, 1850 715 996. On Cork's 96FM. A whole bunch more of your messages coming in about just things that were positive during the year and also people to to mention. Maria from Dan Myers says, PJ and all of the opinion line, wishing you all a very happy Christmas and as always, but particularly this year, thank you for being a constant in our house and always putting a smile on our face, pandemic or no pandemic. Here's to better days in 2021. And you know what? This time, Maria, we're entitled to expect. In March and April, we were hoping this time we're entitled to expect there are vaccines coming there's better science there's better better knowledge and yeah there might be some new strains out there and there might be some new worries and new restrictions but you know what all this will pass all this will pass and we have hope and expectation for 2021 uh quiva says can you please wish a happy christmas to my mother jacinta madden and my sister eva madden who i couldn't have done without this year they got me through my online college they are fantastic and yeah we should think of all the people who had to do college online this year and had to go through not having a leaving cert and then wondering about all the results and what was happening and getting college places and all that you know they had tough times and so had their families we talked to many of them during the year and here's hoping that everything works out as they deserve in 2021 one man who's had an extremely busy christmas season almost as busy as the man himself at the north pole and the elves is of course santa helper ted denine ted good morning good morning pj how are you good good and you're working just like the man himself working right up to christmas eve where are you oh, today yes. yes indeed um we we had a nice uh live call there out out to glenmire this morning and uh we were um, we're going to be doing a visit to Shandon Street. Brilliant. You went to see Callum, didn't you? The young lad who wrote the letter yes, to Pfizer. Yes, we 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 we, um, we we said we'd ring him first. That that we had a live call, so we may be doing a visit. You know, with the restrictions now, we said we'd leave it up to the the parents. And uh, the live call was great fun this morning. Oh my God, it was great. It was a great, great, great time. Fantastic. And we enjoyed it too. Fantastic. You're going yes. for a walk today, I think. Yes, yes. We'll, we'll, probably, we'll probably start maybe around Dawn Square and, you know, just say hello to a few of the shopkeepers as we go up along North Main Street. And uh, we'll cross the river then up to the top of Shanda Street and uh, down by the North Cathedral and maybe just uh, have a, a little little chat with people there near the crib there, you know, at the at the the bottom of um, at the top of John Redmond Street, you know, near Shandon, I beg your pardon. 
But uh, Peter probably go with me and a few of the local the local uh, Gardaí and yeah. Miles Gaffney. You know, I'm asking oh. Jogan. So we'll, we'll see how it goes anyway, weather permitting. Yeah. Are, thing, are things festive today, Ted? Oh, yes, yes. It's, 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 it's the last few days, but today especially. Yeah. The, the, you know, even around now, the town, you can see it is buzzing. And everyone's a good farm, you know, and uh, we're doing the best we can, you know, just trying to help everyone. Mm. And we enjoyed the call to Callum this morning. Good. You mentioned so. Peter. Peter is your son, and he's also your elf, I believe. He is, yeah. He's yeah, yellow side me if you want to say hello. I'd love to. I'd love to. Hi, PJ. Hello, Peter. How are you? Good. Good man. You've written a letter to Santa, I think. Uh, obviously, yeah. uh, obviously, your dad is in good, great contact with the man himself at the North Pole, but you've written a special letter. What, what have you said? Um, that I've... What do you want for Christmas? What I wanted for Christmas. Right. And what, what would you like for Christmas, Peter? Um... Like a surprise. Surprise. Okay. Okay. Well, your dad and and has done some wonderful things for for our listeners over the last few weeks, and and you should be very very proud of him. And I know he is of you, uh, Peter. And a happy happy Christmas to you and everybody else. Yes. You're the, you're the, idea. He he forgot his list, but uh, he wrote it to Santa Claus anyway. Right. And uh, he, he's smiling well. He's happy happy to hear that he was on the radio. Good. Good. But uh, I believe. <laughs> What's that? Tim? You know, he's he's he's, uh, he's death of Santa Claus. It's, yeah. a, it's a long letter, but uh, <laughs> you know, <laughs> you know. Yeah. But uh, as I say, you know, we'll 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 get everything for Brilliant. all the elves like that. Of course, but of course. Uh, we 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 just want to say we might be out at uh, Riley's today out the Western Road. Oh, like that. We'll, Riley's carriage. Yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah, Ted, yeah. You I know, know that you yours every year. Good. About two o'clock. Good. You yourself kept up a very positive face through all of this um, because you would be very busy this month anyway as one of Santa's leading helpers in Cork. Have you a yes. message of hope for us, though, for Christmas at the end of a, of a year that's been a, a tough old year? Well, personally, I hope that things improve in the new year. But, you know, with the phase that we're going through again, we just have to build from there and hopefully, you know, people will, will knuckle down and try to do the best they can and, you know... Please, God, it'll sort itself out. And, uh, you know, for the people that are not so well off this Christmas, you know, we're all behind you. We're thinking of you. Katrina Toomey, especially in the penny dinners. And, um, you know, I just want to say that, you know, keep the chin up and uh, do the best you can. And please, God, we'll all have a better 2021. And and so say all of us. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So you know, it'll, it'll, it'll all come together because, you know, you know, things happen, but they always change. There's always light at the end of the tunnel. There, are, there always is like that. You must believe in a bit of hope. But the kindness that people have shown to other people around the city is incredible, like that, you know? Yes. And uh, as I say, I'm very grateful out to Gordon Joyce. You know, he, he was very helpful. And the community guard, the Sergeant Dwyer and Gather Tony Gann were very helpful. And uh, even Stephen, they know Stephen Ahern, he's in charge of a lot of the... The, the Santa's helpers. He's there. His own business is action entertainment. He actually oh, gave yeah. me my suit. I know uh, years ago, and he gave me the gave me the confidence to do things on my own. And I always I'm always very grateful to him. But um, Peter's going to the North Mon, so he's happy out, and uh, we're looking forward to the girls going there next uh, September. Of so course, of course. That's, that's exciting now. The teachers are looking forward to it and Peter is very, very good now. Good and uh, he just got a bit shy there. You know, that's yourself. okay, that's but, okay. Uh, that, that he's happens. only just 11. Yeah, no, but, that happens. Um, no, he's buzzing at the same time, PJ, you know yourself. Lovely but job. we enjoy everything and we'll be out to Western Road at... Uh, 
at uh, two o'clock today, and and even we promise to do a videos or live calls, we'll get it all done. Oh, and right. uh, even if it's Christmas morning like that, we'll we'll get we'll get to ah. everyone. And listen, all your crew there and yourself, you're very good. And I hope everything goes well for you tomorrow with a special Santa show. And if you need a, a chat with anyone, I, I'm available if you need me to talk or anything. But I just have to say, people really got behind any charity and any people now that needed to visit and uh, needed someone to give a live call or a video call. You know, you, you've done very well. And uh, God bless you all. That's all, all right. I can see you. Okay. Peter wants to say goodbye to you now. Indeed. Okay. Bye. Bye-bye, Peter. Happy Christmas. Happy Christmas to you too. Take care. Take care. That's That's, Daniel, cheers, Ted. Ted. Happy Christmas to you, man. And, and, thank... and, and to you and your family, PJ, you're doing a great job. Thank God you. Sure. And to you and all and, and everyone around you, you you have done a wonderful job bringing happiness and joy to people in the run-up to Christmas. That's Santa's senior helper in Cork, uh, Mr. Ted Deneen and Peter the Elf. 1850-715-996. Here's a story of positivity. Hi PJ, I don't know if this is suitable, but I not only got positivity this year, I got a miracle. My son got off heroin and substitutes by himself and has no cravings. He goes to Narcotics Anonymous and if there's no narcotics meetings, he goes to AA. I've been waiting every night for a knock on the door to say he was dead. He's now off everything for nine months. My heart is bursting with peace, happiness and joy. He's a different person. It's a joy to have him back and he even brings others to meetings with him. I am so, so proud of him. There's nothing that you, that can beat that for me and my family. Happy Christmas to you and the team. Stay safe. And quite understandably, that message is anonymous. The Opinion Line with PJ Coogan on Courts 96 FM. We are into the final hour of Live Opinion Line for 2020. Uh, lots to stuff in between now and 12 o'clock this Christmas Eve, including a chat with our own Ken Tobin as he sits in here just after 12 to do his last afternoon show on 96 of M before moving up the road to our sister station C103 in the new year to take over their breakfast show and of course we'll be welcoming young Mr Murdoch to the afternoon show here in 2021 that and plenty more to come the best thing to happen us this year was the birth of our lovely grandson on the 15th of March. That's another special moment. Catherine Cantwell wants to say thanks to all the 96FM crew for their work, and especially PJ, who tells us everything we want to know. Thank you for that. Lots of people... I'm chuffed to bits, actually, and a little bit touched by the positive comments coming in about our coverage during the year, and thank you very, very much for that. Also, can I mention a friend Carmel Cantwell. Carmel's been on the show with me many, many times over the years to do with uh, Besborough and other such things. Her own son is in hospital at the moment and will be there over Christmas and we wish him and all the family well. It's been a rough time, rough few weeks for the family. Uh, But thank you, uh, Carmel, for everything you do for us on the programme and best wishes to you uh, uh, over the Christmas and New Year and hope everything will work out just fine. We are going travelling very shortly. We're headed for Germany. But first of all, I want to catch up once again with Fiona. Uh, And she has been catching up once again with the man himself at the North Pole. Now, before Santa and his reindeer arrive in Cork, 
but he does have one really important message for all the girls and boys. The most important thing you can do, boys and girls, go to bed early and give your mummy and daddy a chance to have a fizzy drink and a slice of cake. And don't get up too early. I might not have arrived yet. Communications manager at Cork Airport, Kevin Cullinan, also got a message from Santa and is stressing how important it is to be asleep before he arrives. He will have to obviously adhere to the social distance measures in place here in Cork and indeed around the world. So it would be important that children are in their beds early and don't get close to Santa on Christmas Eve. We've been working on his plans now for several months and because it is essential travel and he is coming from a COVID-free North Pole, he won't need to self-isolate or quarantine for 14 days. He'll be in and out of Irish airspace in a matter of hours. So we hope everyone will heed his advice to stay socially distant and be in bed early on Christmas Eve. The pupils from Toker Girls National School wanted to send Santa a message. We wish you Merry Christmas. We wish you a Merry Christmas and a Happy New Year. Good holidays we bring to you and your king. We wish you a Merry Christmas and a Happy New Year. And Santa has one last message for everyone in Cork. Have a peaceful and happy Christmas and I'll see you all very soon. Santa and Fiona I think that's her most she said that she was more excited about any interview she did all year except interviewing Santa himself 1850 715 and 996 thanks for those very special mention for my nephew Paul O'Connell and sister Marie O'Connell from Auntie Rita and could we say hello to and happy Christmas to Pauline O'Leary in the Mercy and Mary O'Brien in Black Rock from Helen Cummins Helen listens every day and also a lovely Christmas to myself and the team. Thank you for that. One more last reminder, uh, the Christmas morning show that I'm doing on Cork's 96mas on the app or online. Uh, I've extended the deadline for getting a message in for that. If you want to get a message in for me for someone who's working or someone who'll be in a hospital or someone who isn't here, is away somewhere for Christmas, you can get them in to me. Please, by 6 o'clock this evening, I will... Pull down the shutters at 6 o'clock this evening um, for that programme Christmas morning. PJ at 96mm.ie. And that's on Cork's 96 but between 7 and 10 tomorrow. It is time once again to go travelling. And we're headed for Germany. And for someone who would much prefer to be anywhere but. Audrey, you would normally be, be here at this stage. I would. Um, originally, the plan wasn't to go home for Christmas, but I've had three trips postponed since March. And as the year went on, I said, OK, we'll go. We were supposed to go in March. Then I said, we'll go in June. Then June. I said, we'll go in October. And of course, got cancelled, got cancelled, got cancelled. And then I said, let's go for Christmas. And then, of course, by October, when October trip got cancelled, I was like, I don't think Christmas is going to happen. But yeah. we said, let's see. And now, of course... No, no chance. Yeah, getting frustrating at this stage, I'd say. Yeah, the last time I was home was May 2018. And normally I would do two trips home, but um, I did two trips close together in 2018. 
And yeah, I just haven't been, have, couldn't, couldn't do it. You've been in Hamburg quite a while now, haven't you? 20 something years. 27 years I've been here. Right. Have you been running the, the, the pub all that all that long? What's the story behind the Fleet and Kiker, if I have the name right? The, the Fleet and Kiker. Uh, no, my parents originally opened the pub in 1994, uh, but we were in another premises on the same street, but we were in a much larger premises. So they ran the pub up to, between flying between Crosshaven and Hamburg, and they ran the pub up to about three years ago. Right. And that's when I took over full time. Would it normally be, be busy Christmas week? For, yeah, Christmas market start last weekend of November and we, we would be all systems go. I would be at work probably six days, seven days a week and it would be long hours. And, we, you know, it's our, our, best, our best month of the year, turnover wise. And what's, what's different? Hamburg, a very different city, I'd say. Hamburg is like a ghost town. We've been locked down since the 2nd of November and we are locked down until the 10th of January. So that's, there's nothing open in the city centre. I was in the city centre yesterday. I was just um, delivering some of the last bits of the um, Christmas pub in a box idea that we started up. And I was delivering the last of those yesterday and it was, yeah, a different city. Yeah. Tell me about that idea. <coughs> Well, we decided we were going to do takeaway, but takeaway where we are, it kind of, you know, everyone was doing takeaway food. So we, we were kind of trying to think of something different. So I had the idea to do, because we had a load of stock bottles of Irish beer in our fridges. And we had some giveaway stuff that Guinness have given us over the last couple of you know months that we never got to use. And I said, let's do a pub in a box. Yeah. So my friend designed a, a stencil for us. We ordered some boxes off Amazon and we only ordered 30 boxes to start with. And they went within five days. So we filled it up with a, a choice of four Irish beers or six Irish beers. And you got a candy cane, chocolate Santa Claus. You got a Guinness Six Nations scarf. You got a Guinness bottle opener. You know, silly stuff like that. Because it is a sports pub, isn't it, in good times? Yeah, yeah, oh, yeah. Good times indeed. Yeah, it is. We we we've, we've won two sports awards in the last three years, and that's what we're known for with the expat community. They come to us to watch the sports. Yeah. We've seven large screens, and we will show anything really. Yeah, it's getting a bit disheartening at this stage. I think I do, with the sound of your voice. Yeah, it is. It's it's uh, it's frustrating, you know. I like we employ ten people, and you know we're we've been lucky that we can. We're everyone still has their job. Um, the government were are at the moment here very slow to give you what they said they'd give us at the start of November to see us through. Mm. We've only received, I think, twenty percent of it, and we won't be getting the rest of it until after Christmas. So. And I don't really think we'll be open the 10th of January, personally. I think it's going to go on longer. I think we're looking at March, to be honest with you. You'd much prefer to be in Crosser, wouldn't you? Oh, what I wouldn't give to be in Crosshaven. <laughs> Even though, you know, there's there's nothing nothing to do, nowhere to go. But yeah, I would love it. Love it. I'd give anything. What kind of things do you miss most now? Um, I just, you know, the banter with the friends and stuff like that and the family. I, like, I've got quite a large family in Crosshaven. And, um, yeah, just 
you know, family really and friends. Yeah, I, I don't want to get you uh, upset on, on a day like today, but but you mentioned some of the people that you'd love to see around Crosser. If you even even with things closed, you could still see some of them. Well, there's my mum and dad, my sister in Crosshaven, and there's my aunt and uncle in Fennels Bay, and a, a lovely part, and also another aunt, and then I have an aunt up in Carrigaline, and a few cousins in Carrigaline as well. You'd be doing a bit of socially distanced visiting as much as as much as is allowed. Uh, you've two you've two youngsters of your own there with you. Yeah, I do. I have Jack and Emily. Jack is thirteen and Emily is nineteen. And Jack finished up school on Monday, much to his delight. And um, I don't think he'll be going back to school either until well the end of January. And Emily's in her second year of uh, journalism. And she's doing most of her classes online. A good, honourable profession, and I wish her, <laughs> and I wish her the best of luck with it. When you sit down tomorrow on the big day, what will be going through your mind? Uh, you know, it's just that it's so frustrating. You know, for like people, you know, I've been doing all the hand washing, the wearing the mask, doing the social distancing. You know, and there's people. I mean. The people are the same here, you know. We have a heavy police presence on the main street in the city centre. And if you're not see if you're seen without a mask there and then you're given a hundred and fifty euro fine. I saw two people yesterday being handed fines because they had their mask under their chin. And it's frustrating to think, you know, that there's many I'm sure they're, they're the same in Ireland, I'm sure. You know, there's many people doing this and it's spoiling it for the other people who are abiding by, you know these rules that, okay, nobody likes these rules, but, you know, to get through this, you're going to have to do it. And so we're all being punished. And making huge sacrifices like like you're making uh, this Christmas time. How will you spend tomorrow? We'll just be at home, the four of us. Um, and we have uh, another couple of friends, two friends, they are also are stuck here. So we're going to have those over for dinner. Finally, um, you have a connection to one of... My favourite television shows and a very yes, popular television show. What is your connection to The Resident? Um, Dr. Kit Foss is played by Jane Leaves, who is my husband's first cousin. She's a, a lovely, lovely lady. We were actually visiting her in February, just before lockdown. We were over for a few days doing a little bit of a tour. We were lucky enough to get in a nice two-week uh road trip around the States mm -hmm. and stopped in with Jane for a couple of days. Yeah. She plays a great character on a great show. Happy Christmas to you, Audrey, and to all belong to you. And you, PJ. Have a lovely Christmas. Take care. Bye-bye. That's Audrey uh, from Hamburg in Germany. Would very, very much rather be in Crosshaven today. And how gorgeous. It's Crosshaven on a day like today, Christmas Eve. Look, you know, restrictions alone. She'd love just to be here and to be down in Fennels Bay, beautiful place, or this Weaver's Point. We are blessed, blessed in this county with the places we have by the sea and Crosshaven being one of the most beautiful of all. 1850-715-996. Kay says a big shout out. Kay's in Middleton. Big shout out to the staff of A&E at the Mercy Hospital doing a great job. I was there yesterday. I'm so glad to be home again. Thanks for all the shows during the year, PJ and staff. Warm regards. Where was that other one I wanted to read? Um, yeah, there was. Congratulations to all the team. Yeah, someone wants, someone wanted to thank the team for always being polite and courteous on the phone. 
Yes, of course they are. Of course they are. And for putting a smile on our faces during the year. You've got just about 40 minutes left to send me in that which has given you joy this year. In a dark moment, the simple, simple little thing that has given you joy. Uh, it's like, you know, with one particular evening I was sitting out the back. This is in the good weather now. But I was sitting out the back and I kind of come to the conclusion... I'd finally come to the conclusion that we weren't going to get on our holidays. We had a Tenerife trip planned and we were going off to meet great friends of ours out there. And we've been on holidays with them many times. And after hoping and hoping and praying and praying that we would get there, we just decided that the right thing to do was not to go. And we made other arrangements. We had a lovely holiday up in, up in the north, but we didn't go. And I was sitting that evening out on my deck with the evening sun with a bottle of beer and I was kind of half drowning my sorrows it was a gorgeous evening and uh, my little dog came over Harry and uh, normally Harry would bum Anthony off you but this time he was bumming he was bumming Heineken he wasn't getting any but he just put his two paws up on my knee and he looked at me as a dog can look at you and he as if to say I give a damn I know you're disappointed but it'll be alright and I took so much joy from my animals this year. I took so much joy from the simple things that happen around the house, the simple things that happen in the family, um, that, that those were so important to me. And I know that they were probably important to you too when these things happen. Yeah, Marie, yeah, uh, congratulations to all PJ's team. They're so polite on the phone. And, of course, congratulations to PJ himself for the work throughout the year. Thank you very much. Yeah, we took joy from many, many things in the course of 2020. And you know what? Bad knowledge it was. Those are the things to remember. Those are the things to take out of it. Wasn't it? Jar was on it yesterday. Jar O'Brien. That beautiful story. Now there's joy. If that story didn't give you joy yesterday about the Santa letter from 1960 and we reunited Yvonne who wrote it with Ryan who brought it to school with Jar who actually found it all those years ago and with Marie who was Jer's best friend's wife and is Ryan's granny. Ah, man, that was, that was a lovely, lovely, lovely story. 1850-715-996. I better shut up. We've more to do. The Opinion Line on Cork's 96FM. With Lehan Motors, leading the way for Toyota hybrids. The place to order your 211 Toyota. See lehanmotors.ie. This is Cork's Gold Imro Award-winning talk show. The Opinion Line with PJ Coogan. Text or WhatsApp now. 083-396-9696. On Cork's 96FM. Say hello to my dear friend, B.B. Baskin. Hi, B.B. Uh, she just posted on the Opinion Line Twitter a little thing that she read this morning and put a little video of a robin. Uh, on a piece of holly, snow-covered holly. Fergal, could you maybe rip that audio down and we'll give it a spin, just for the day that's in it. Um, BB has recorded a message of hope for those who can't get home. I think it might be nice if we can whip that down, Fergal. It would be great if we could do it. 1850-715-996. Jean says, my best moment after first lockdown was to visit Fota with my five grandchildren. What a wonderful day. Also watching the SpaceX Falcon make its journey into space with astronauts Doug Hurley and Robert... Benkin. What a wonderful sight. And yes, it was, Jean. Yes, it was. Let us get that. B.B. Baskin, I was mentioning this to you 
Um, BB put a little reading together, and I know I didn't ask her permission to do this, but I, I'm, I'm hoping that BB and I are good enough friends to know I do this, BB, because it's beautiful. Um, she put this together and she put it up on our Twitter page. Uh, for those who can't get home this Christmas, and uh, thank you, Fergal, Wingman Supreme, who's whipped it from, from Twitter and brought it to us. This is the voice, the unique voice of my dear friend BB Baskin. This reading is especially for all of you who can't get home for Christmas this year. It's a poem by Emily Dickinson, and it's about hope. It's a kind of a sacred song, written in honour of hope, and hope is symbolised as a bird who sings his little heart out, regardless of the weather. Hope is the thing with feathers that perches in the soul and sings the tune without the words, and never stops at all. And sweetest in the gale is heard, and sore must be the storm that could abash the little bird that kept so many warm. I've heard it in the chillest land, and on the strangest sea, yet never in extremity it asked a crumb of me. That's sweet. That's Baby Baskin. Little bit of hope for those who can't get home. Thanks for everything throughout the year. Can you give my brother Shane a shout out in Australia? He won't be home. Uh, the joy for me was seeing the many local people come together and form the community response teams that looked after those who are vulnerable in our communities. Have a great one. And that's from Councillor John Maher. Thank you, John. 1850 I think it's trying to haul Tobin's ass into studio and have a crack with him. The Opinion Line on Courts. 96 FM. With Lehan Motors, leading the way for Toyota hybrids. The place to order your 211 Toyota. See lehanmotors.ie. This is Cork's Gold Imro Award winning talk show. The Opinion Line with PJ Coogan. Call us now. 1850 Yeah, the kids from Toker Girls National School. Before I go to Mr. T, an ad that isn't in the schedule this year on the programme, and you know what, Barry's T, we can send an invoice to them if we want to, but I don't care. I'm playing this because this, for me, we we did this on a, a programme we did on The Opinion and a couple of weeks ago about Christmas ads. And there are so many of them there was Super Value this year and there was Woody's this year and there was the Budweiser ad and there was the Coca-Cola ad but for me this ad always was always will be pure Christmas there's something about Christmas there's something about it that creeps inside and finds the child in you I was having a look around the shops to see what Santa might be bringing the boys and there was this train set Old style, black engine with maroon stripe, green and black carriages, all set up like. And the sound it made. Soft. Yet it cut right through all the space-agey screeches in the place. And I remembered another Christmas morning. Waking up, the windows frosted over with cold. You could see your breath. And the thing that woke me was that sound. And I didn't dare hope. Sliding out of bed cold at the floor and there it was going round and round on the bedroom rug I ran down could barely speak mum and dad were sitting there 
What is the it? The teapot covered in that knitted cosy and the smell of hot Dad, milky tea. You'll never guess what Santa brought. You'll never guess what Santa brought, I said. Well, doesn't that beat well, Banner? Doesn't that beat Banner, said my mother. The train said no less. Isn't Santa the smart fella? Turn the moment gold with Barry's Gold Blend Tea. So last night, when I came home with the train set, Mary couldn't believe it. Martin, she, that's not what they wanted. She doesn't know what they wanted at all, she said. Santa will bring them what they want, I said. This is from me. Put the kettle on, we'll have a cup of tea. That's special. That is special. Ken Tobin, mm. welcome. Thank you very much. After 28 and a bit years, I finally make it to the opinion line. <laughs> Man. You and I have followed each other around the radio airwaves since a September afternoon that I knocked on a door out in Toker. Yep. Hello, hello, Mick, if you're listening. <laughs> um, knocked on a door. Yes, you, he still says still says he taught us all everything we yes. know. The bold Mickey Daly. But I, no, I knocked on a door and this little skinny little mice with a bad moustache and an even worse t-shirt opened the door and said hello I'm Steve what do you want (laughs) and from that day to this we followed my friend do you finish up after 28 years on afternoons today how's it feeling well um, I'll probably definitely be a bag of mush by the end of the day uh, to be quite honest I'm feeling emotional um, apprehensive excited about the move um, thinking about my friends in here who I'm going to miss a lot and uh, yeah, it's it's you know it, it comes around to everybody, and it's my turn now. And uh, there's a, a new chapter which I'm really excited about, and looking forward to at the start of next year. You're not leaving the family. You're only moving no, to the other house. I am. I'm I'm moving house. I'm heading down. I've bought some property down in Mallow, <laughs> so I'm moving to Mallow to do breakfast on C103, um, starting on the fourth of January. And uh, it's something I've always wanted to do as a breakfast show, and I'm really really looking forward to it. It's it's uh, hopefully will be not just a good year for me but uh, for everybody to be quite honest after what we've been through this year in particular in 2020 so yeah bring, bring it on the one thing we we won't forgive you for is you're unleashing young Murdoch on us I mean come on <laughs> yeah Simon nice bloke I wish him the very best of luck he I'm started sure out here he was, he was yeah. in, he, I think he was in nappies when he started here he or not far out of them and he's another one that uh, came through uh, the Peter O'Neill school of radio people yes, and of course did. Peter O'Neill is probably one of my radio heroes going back yeah. to the to the 80s I mean, one of the best Larry Gogan's double. Unbelievably so. And one of the best pieces of advice that I ever was given by anybody in radio came to me from Pete O'Neill. And this was back in the 80s. I still remember it to this day. And I've had people who were interested in working on radio come up to me and say, what's the secret? What do you do? And he one day came to me and he said, what you've got to do, he said, very simply is uh, when you're on the air, he says, always speak with a smile on your face. He says, people can actually hear you smile mm. when you're on the radio, which they can. And uh, it's it's kind of been a rule of mine ever since that I, I try to do that on a daily basis. Uh, you know, speak with a smile in the voice. Have you particular memories? I've loads of memories, uh, to be quite honest, PJ, from this place. I mean, after 28 years, you're bound to have a bag of them. Um, I, I suppose some of the best would be the move from Fort 97 in White's Cross, where we had ERI, uh, into this building. Um, I am proud to say that I was the first person to broadcast from uh, Broadcasting House. Did you um, I, I was. Well, when 
when I came in here. Uh, they didn't name the building after me, which I'm disappointed about. <laughs> uh, but there was a couple of firsts because there was another one as well. When they ripped the studio out and they put in the digital desk, I was also given the opportunity to be the first person to broadcast from this uh, studio we're in at the moment, which I'm delighted about. Uh, there's been some brilliant times. I think probably the best for me and the one I'd be most proud of would be Radiothon because you and I were here, of course, from the start of Radiothon. What's mm. it been? Uh, four or five million that have been yeah. raised over yeah. the years for Radiothon. We sat in at meetings that started this, wondering how it was going to work out. Would it work? And lo and behold, it did. And uh, again, Radiothon is something that I'll always be very, very proud of um, uh, in this radio station. But along the way, I suppose, there's there's been some sad times as well for us um, yeah. here. I mean, the loss of Frank O'Brien, yes. uh, the loss of Jim Horgan yes. uh, will always stay with me. Yeah. Ah, sorry, that's just, that, that, that's how <laughs> you divil you. You shouldn't have done that. <laughs> Two dear friends of us both. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And there were others too. Um, mind you, you mentioned Radiothon. Yeah. And I'm going to have my revenge on you for what you just did. Uh-oh. <laughs> I don't know when this happened, Ken. I can't remember it. But you know when I was working in the newsroom, I kept everything. Yes. yes. I did. Here we go. Um... I think everybody who's been listening to this and listens to 96FM in general and has been over the past couple of weeks will know the name Ethan. Nine years old. Um, the whole thing started when Ethan needed a puppy and his mommy came on the air and asked our listeners to get involved and find a puppy for young Ethan. Uh, we did that with the help of our listeners. Uh, Ethan, we found out, of course, had cancer. And Ethan passed on. I think it was about a week ago now, if not longer, that Ethan passed on. Now, we're, we're sitting here, and we've had some people come in to join us as well this afternoon. And I've got Prosper, and I've got Prosper's mum, Noella, with me. Now, Prosper is and was Ethan's best friend. And he has come in here. And is that your saving box you've brought with you? Yeah. To donate to Radiothon this afternoon. First of all, tell me a little bit about Ethan and what your friendship to him meant. Well, Ethan was like the bravest person I knew and he he was my best friend and we played games on the Wii we played our DS's we had lots of fun when we were when we were asleep when we, I came and had a sleepover in his house we stayed up really late making jokes hmm. did you get to meet the puppy? no not yet but you, you hope to meet the puppy you do? yeah how much do you miss Ethan? A lot. Yeah. If you had the chance to talk to him right now, what would you say? I would say thank you for all the friendship you gave me and all the support. Listen, thank you. You're you're one brave young fella. Do you know that? You'll make me cry in a second now. You will. But you're one great young fella. You really are. Thank you for coming in, and to your mum. And God bless you. And thanks for the money. I was in the car that day, Mm. Ken, driving around, and I was rushing, actually, to the Mercy. And I was looking up into the cab of a truck in the opposite lane. And this guy, one of these huge truck drivers that dominates a doorway, was in bits, in flitters. You stopped the city that day with that little boy. He wasn't the only one that was in bits. (laughs) (laughs) But it was one of the things that made... Radiothon, what it's become. It's, yeah. it's, it's a part and parcel of Cork and I just hope and I pray that uh, 
one day it'll get back up again and running. Of course, we didn't do it this year, which was the No, but we did the frontline appeal. We did 200-and-sorted-something yeah. grand for the frontline appeal. But Radiothon is Radiothon, it's, and hopefully it'll be yeah, back. Yeah, and fingers crossed it'll be back next year, because not a lot of people would realise the amount of work that actually goes into something like Radiothon. I mean, we start behind the scenes uh, with Steve, who does... Steve Hayes, who did some fantastic work over the years on it. We'd start planning, start getting interviews, start talking to people in January yeah. of each year, and it didn't go out till May uh, of that particular year as well. So uh, the amount of work that was put in was huge. And of course, you capped that off then with young kids yeah. like Prosper. Yeah. Um, kids coming in in their communion dresses, their <laughs> confirmation gear, take the money to yeah. here. Have it, you know, yeah. just blew me away. And I, I, I think never, that's something you'll yeah. miss more oh, than without yeah. a doubt. Well, um, yes, you know what you do? We'll be there. Yeah, pop in, drive down the road, and pop in and say hello to us. Certainly, will. I'm actually planning to do that anyway, to be honest, <laughs> because I'm not going to let that go. Yeah. Uh, to be quite honest, I'm really not. Ken, you are my oldest friend in this business. Yeah, I wish you well. Thank you. Um, and final show starts at twelve. Go gather yourself. Cheers, Pete. Dick. Wishing you and yours a very happy Christmas from Cork's 96FM and Curry's PC World with sale now on and free delivery on all large kitchen appliances. This is Cork's Gold Imro Award winning talk show. The Opinion Line with PJ Coogan. Text or WhatsApp now 0833 96 96 96. On Cork's 96FM. Few more kids looking forward to the man coming down the chimney. So a phone and headphones, uh, so I can keep in contact with my friends. Since usually ever like since over the pandemic, we can't really be in contact with each other. What does Christmas mean to you? Um, sharing and just family coming together. Well, I'm getting photos of like me and my friends printed out, and I'm getting pajamas. And a surprise. I like to have like pictures of and memories of me with my friends. And what is your favourite part of Christmas? Uh, spending like going out to my cousins and all my family's there, and I get to spend time with all of them. My vaccine for an iPhone SE, the red one. Um, a phone case with it so then it doesn't break um, and I've asked for like a new track seat and a bag of slitters but my phone now that I have like it's after getting locked and it's broken in so like I can't contact my friends that well like, or my uncle over in Australia or anything I'd like to get a new phone for Christmas So what does Christmas mean to you? What's your favourite like, thing about Christmas? All, like happiness really and all our, all our family coming together because all my cousins and grandads they all come up to my house it's just happiness really and we all have lots of fun And then for Christmas we all like I go to my cousin's house to check what Santa brought them and then we go we all go to my nan's for Christmas dinner uh, we have turkey ham roast meat and roast beef yeah and then we play a bit of board games while we got off Santa sad we won't be able to do those things this year but the thoughts of the kids of Cork as we head into Christmas and as we do and before we head out the gap for Christmas on the opinion line I wanted to briefly say one or two things it's been a very traumatic and difficult and sometimes a scary year. I hope that the opinion line has succeeded in keeping you informed and updated in sticking with the science, which is what we did, and relying only on the advice of recognised experts. I hope that we won and succeeded in keeping your trust on the topic that dominated the year. As that year comes to an end, well, we look forward to 2021 
with expectation of a vaccine, trust in science and a promise that we here will continue to do what we do to the very highest standards to keep you informed. Of course, there's been a lot more than COVID to talk about. We have heard hundreds of ordinary people tell us extraordinary stories and we thank them for trusting us with those stories. We've had laughter, we've had tears, we've had a few good rows, we've had change. Deirdre exited the building and Terry came in. Uh, I hope we kept you informed and entertained. But above all, I hope we gave you a reason to be here as often as you could make it. And as I always say, if we got you wound up and frothing at the mouth, the chances are that you probably deserved it anyway. (laughs) Finally, a special piece of music for the end of a special show from a special lady whose wonderful voice was for so many years part of Christmas Eve in Cork, particularly in St. Francis Church. Sadly, serious illness has silenced that voice now, but we send our love and our very best wishes to Cara O'Sullivan and to all those close to her and those who care for her. I'm thinking in particular of her close friend, Magella Colla, who was a guest on the show with me a couple of weeks ago. And I want to play out this Christmas Eve with the Christmas song that Cara made her own. This was recorded, and I'm grateful to, first of all, I'm grateful to Elmery uh, and Connor on the Arts House who gave me this, and also doubly grateful to our friends at the Today Show on RTE who recorded it uh, back in 2016. Uh, this is the Christmas song that Cara O'Sullivan made her own. To you and to those you love, Happy Christmas.
country song to beat them all. Ah, yeah. Very personal. Very, very personal. That was my dad's favourite Christmas song. It's mine too. Thank you for your company. Thank you to Terry Brennan for editing the show, to Fergal Barry for producing and researching, not just today, but throughout the year. A difficult and a changing year, and here's looking forward into 2021. To those you love and to who love you, and particularly those who, well, can't be with us this year, we wish you and yours the very best. Happy, peaceful, safe Christmas. And we will talk to you on January 4th, just after 9.